Podcasting from Pompeii, the capital of the Federated States of Micronesia. This is Patrick Pedras, your Micronesian with a microphone on episode number 70. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get into it. The epic saga of secession continues on in Juke. Not as strong as before, but it's still there. Moving on, rolling, rolling. In a recent article in the Pacific Island Times, uh, it was reported that the Juke State Political Status Commission, which is the main driver and educator of the masses behind the saga, the secession saga, wants to take the Juke State Legislature, which created it, to the FSM Supreme Court for violation of freedom of speech. What happened was Chuke State Legislature passed a law, CSL 1418-14-18-23, which postpones the independence plebiscite to March 2020, just a year later, you know, just one year. But it also suspends the uh, Political Status Commission from further carrying out its public education function on the state's independence movement. So they moved the vote back. And I think they also disestablished the... I'm not sure. I'd have to check on that. Um, But basically they say that there can be no public education done on a public set that will be being taking place uh, in March of 2020 on the independence Okay, and the uh, spokesman for the Chuke State Political Status Commission, who also happens to be Chuke State's Attorney General, uh, Sabino Asor, said the censorship is a violation of speech. Now, however you look at this, whether you are for, against, yes or no, what you can't deny is the fact that from the beginning, of this whole process with the Chuuk State Legislature forming this commission and then them going out and executing that as much as they did maybe not all of it but they did that and then they continued on in the saga and this law was passed uh, you know postponing the plebiscite and then taking away their public education function and then now they want to or Sabino Asoro uh, and whatever remains of the Chuuk State Political Status Commission wants to take the Chuuk State Legislature to court, FSM Supreme Court. All this is all civil and all legal. There has been no violence that I know of. There's been no revolution like you've seen in the other you know, parts of the world. So I think this is a good thing, especially because of Chuuk's reputation as a troublemaker here in Micronesia and yet this whole process has been very very civil and legal as far as I can tell of course there's been a lot of sarcasm for people on Facebook and a lot of uh, people maybe saying bad words and hurt feelings and you know family members not talking to each other but no one was killing each other stabbing each other you know there wasn't chaos in the streets anarchy anywhere you know pretty civil so I just like to say a very, very uh, 
even though it is a saga epic saga it's mine you know it's it's it just doesn't have that uh, violent part you know that most sagas do have so good on you chuk god bless chuk and the people of chuk and i hope that whatever happens that it's for the best of the people because they deserve it And over in Hawaii, there is the annual Tuna Commission meeting that's going on right now this week in Honolulu. All the nations that fish in our waters, plus our nations, are there to talk about tuna, tuna conservation and the future of tuna fishing in the Pacific. And a story came out recently uh, from the Tuna Commission meeting about one of the countries and this is actually not one of the countries in the Pacific but one of the countries that fish in the Pacific and is actually on the rim of the Pacific it's the it's the United States it's called a what they call a distant water fishing nation so basically what America wants is they want an increase in the tuna catch for themselves they put up a proposal and they said basically look we are leading the way in observer coverage so we're preventing a lot of you know we're doing a lot of coverage we're taking a lot of data we're making sure things are happening or not happening and so we need to have more tuna basically what it comes down to just to make it simple there's a you know there was a whole proposal that they put up that you know used numbers and statistics and basically what it, what it did come out to as well was that they were the only ones that were you know that would qualify under their proposal so the pna which is what we in fsm rmi and palau are part of it's called the party scenario agreement eight nations uh, with uh, about 50 to 60 percent of the global skipjack tuna supply and other you know we have a lot of fish in our waters is saying that they don't like the proposal and they don't support it and I say, hell yeah, tell them no. Not hell yeah to them, but hell yeah to the no. I don't think that we should you know, allow other countries to dictate our resources, you know, unless we all agree, of course. I mean, it's still up for decision, I believe. Uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully it doesn't, hopefully it doesn't pass. Hopefully the Tuna Commission says, no way. Jose <laughs> so that's, that's something to look forward to but um, look you know uh, our tuna the fish in the sea it's it, they're, they're a finite resource for us you know it's not like we don't have like endless amounts of tuna we have a lot but uh, overfishing you know that's that's gonna deplete our our, our resource and you know, as people always say, there's only two resources here in Micronesia, the people, which is huge, and the tuna. And we gotta take care of that tuna. One resource has to take care of another.
And over in the Marshall Islands, I want to say congratulations to the people, the government. But for, before I say that, I also want to say, Yago, Yago. Yeah, I, I like to say that. You know, it's amazing. That's such a catchy word. Yago, Yago. Especially when you go to the Marshalls or you speak with the Marshallese and you say Yago and they return the, the Yago. It's like Yago, Yago. Man. It's electrifying. Anyways, congratulations to the Marshall Islands today because they released their plan to reduce electricity emissions by over half in just seven years with further reductions relating to a net zero emissions by 2050 or sooner. And this plan was released in, actually, of all places, Katowice. I don't know if that's the way you say it. Poland at COP24. Yep, on December 11. Congratulations. The Marshall Islands continues to lead the way with the release of their long-term electricity roadmap, which once again shows how even the smallest of nations can take ambitious action to create a safe and prosperous future for all people. And this was said by Mr. David Paul, who also did the release today in um, in, in uh, COP24 over in Poland. And he is, for those of you who do not know, David Paul is the Minister for Environment and also Minister in Assistance. So, good on you guys. Uh, he also said the electricity roadmap is easy to understand and shows how other countries, large and small, might also make the decarbonization journey. And, you know, in fact, I did take a look at their their plan. Uh, it is, if you want to, and if you're curious to see it, it's online. It is actually at... Um, where is it? I'm trying to look for the website here. Well, if you go to Facebook at RMI Energy Future, that's just one um, one word, RMI Energy Future. Oh no, no, here, here it is. It's www.rmienergyfuture.org. One word, rmienergyfuture.org. It's very informative, you know. Actually, it's got nice pictures. It's got nice colors, so it makes it easy on the eyes. Uh, plus, the font is excellent. Uh, so, anyways. What else here? So it is the roadmap. Uh, the plan is a result of 12 months of work by a wide range of people, uh, including representatives for the Marshall Islands energy sector, a team of consultants specializing in energy island energy systems. Uh, of course, the Marshall Islands development partners, including the World Bank, the Asian Development Bank, the European Union, the International Renewable Energy Agency, the United States, and the Kiwis. So congratulations once again. Yakwe, yakwe. Good on you guys. Okay, I'd like to close this podcast with a little bit of my take here. And I'm actually going to share a recent article from the... uh, I'm not sure where it came from. But it's written by Pita Lingaula in Waikiki, Hawaii. Uh, Apparently she or he is over at the Tuna Commission uh, meeting. And the title of this... I'll share it on my Facebook page, Patrick Peters. Or you can check out also Micronesian News Podcast... Social Media Islanders, these are Facebook page, Social Media Islanders or Modernesian. The title of this article is Media Plays Important Role in Making Sure the Pacific Voice is Heard as Geopolitical Clouds Debate. And it starts off with the Forum Fisheries Committee Chair. Uh, his name is 
Tapa Eru Herman from the Cook Islands, saying that the media plays an important role in projecting the Pacific voice to the world on key policy issues, such as fisheries, of course, like what's going on right now at the Tuna Commission, especially as geopolitical issues overshadow regional agendas. And I want to say thank you very much to Pacific Note, uh, out of uh, I think they're out of Palau, uh, Bernadette Carrion. She's been doing a lot of stories sharing this information of what's been going on at the Tuna Commission. Uh, great job to those folks. And further on with this article here, again, it says Tuna. Since Tuna is a billion-dollar industry, yes, it is, the region needs to be better informed on the issues as most Pacific Islanders depend on it for their survival. You're right. We do. It's an important and finite resource. And Herman closes this article with this. He says, It is increasingly becoming obvious that some of our significant regional meetings are being overshadowed by geopolitical issues which have little to do with the issues and agendas that we come together to discuss and more to do with global powers and those from beyond our region. So I can only encourage each and every one of you, and he's talking to the media. It's good. You know, our voice does need to be heard. Our voice does need to be heard. And uh, we need to be informed. We need to share the information. In this day and age when social media is available and with just a click of the button, you can share or you can get up on your own platform, start your own podcast, make your own blog, start your own YouTube channel. These are all within your reach, our reach, and these are tools that we can use to project that Pacific voice, the Pacific voice, Pacific voice, I'm sorry, the Pacific voice must be heard. Thanks for listening to the Micronesia Podcast with Patrick Pitters as we shared the epic saga of secession in Chuuk, the U.S. proposal to increase tuna limits, the Marshall Islands energy future, and my take on the Pacific Voice. If you like our show and want to know more, you can visit my website at themicronesian.com. See you on the next podcast.